0: May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. This sermon is dedicated to all of the nail biters out there of whom I am one. Our story this morning, the feeding of the 5,000, is one that would surely be featured in a CD called Jesus's greatest hits. It is the only miracle other than the resurrection that is mentioned and recounted in all four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Today we've heard the Johannine account of this famous miracle. This was a well-known event in the ancient world, and for Jesus' early disciples, it was definitive. Large crowds were following him. And they crossed the Sea of Galilee to a land that is on the very northern edge of that enormous body of water. And it was a remote part of the countryside. You can still visit it to this day. It's full of... Grassy hills sloping down toward the Sea of Tiberias, the Sea of Galilee. And Mussolini famously built a church right on top of that hill. Strange. My point is this is a real place. You can visit it to this day. And in that moment, Jesus turns to his disciples out there in the countryside. Where are we to bribe bread? For all of these people to eat. Notice it is the concern of all Christians to be thinking of their neighbors, to be concerned with how they can provide for one another and not just for themselves. But Philip, looking out on the enormous audience in the middle of nowhere, not a bodega in sight, says, Six months' wages would not be enough for each of these people to gain even a little. And in Philip's words, we discover a mindset revealed to us this morning, and which our lesson this morning directly addresses. That mindset is sometimes referred to as scarcity. A scarcity mindset. Scarcity is a relative term. It might be based on one's own lack compared to some projected image of the future that they hold for themselves. Or it might be based upon some held position in the past that one no longer is able to experience. Or similarly, scarcity, can be based, and often is in this day and age of social media where everyone is constantly measuring themselves against everybody else. It can be based upon some comparison that one draws in one's own psyche based upon how much it is assumed that someone else has in comparison to my particular meager lot. And the question that reveals scarcity goes like this. Do you have enough? Most people feel that they don't and Philip certainly felt that way when Jesus asked him how he would feed everyone there. Most people are operating out of some sense of scarcity in some arena of their life all of the time. It could be financial scarcity. But also, it's just as likely that it can be related to the context of one's own sense of a lack of inner resources to face the challenges or goals that lie in front of you. So the scarcity that you probably have experienced at some point in your own life is usually revealed by either checking your bank account or instead by asking do I have enough to get through some upcoming crazy week at work or at home or some wedding weekend that has been looming large for a while or some busy highly anticipated fall term upon which you are counting and placing immense pressure upon yourself and now that it is drawing closer you begin to think uh oh I wish I could hide in bed maybe there's some project which you need to see through to its end and after a good initial period with it The waters are becoming choppy, and the end point is still well off in the distant horizon. Do you have enough? Do you have what it takes? I think it's often the case that people feel ill-equipped to face the challenges that lie in front of them. When they think about them, they become agitated. Especially if you ask them, how are you feeling about the fall? How are you feeling about going back into the office after two years off from home? How are you feeling about the upcoming family reunion, etc.? They become agitated. And even though they try to put on a good face, they begin to despair inside and feel immediately deflated when the topic is raised. This, too, is scarcity. Do you have what it takes to connect the dots? And the result of this mindset is anxiety. It's being up in the middle of the night thinking about how it's all going to come together, crunching the numbers. It's biting your nails. And the way that anxiety plays out in our lives takes two forms, typically, The initial response, especially in this country, in this culture, in this type A world we live in, the response to the scarcity is frenetic activity, a total scramble. But if things are even more daunting, then sometimes instead one discovers paralysis, also known as depression. So scarcity leads to anxiety which produces frenetic activity or in worst case scenarios, paralysis. And it is into this place this morning that our God engages us in this famous lesson and miracle. We learn, perhaps to our surprise, that our sense of scarcity does not deter God in the least. He looks upon the nervous Nelly disciples and the crowds of gathered people, and he has compassion, and he sees hope for their predicament. He sees them in a bind, yes, even draws the bind to the surface so that they will be forced to look to him for the answers. And before they can even express their doubt, his secret plan has begun to unfold. Notice that they don't get exactly how God is going to go about connecting the dots. They don't get to. Not at least until the miracle has already come to pass in their midst. There's also a very sneaky and beautiful little verse in there. I wonder if you caught it, it's about five sentences in. We read, he said this to test them because he himself knew what he was going to do. It's as though Jesus is making sure that they are anxious about the situation just so that his grace will jut out in high relief against the backdrop of their perceived apprehensions. What I'm getting at is this, the feeding of the 5,000 reminds us that God acts in the midst of and in spite of our anxiety, not in the absence of it. We are reminded that we don't have to know much about what enough actually will look like when it comes to us, and that we are bad at calculating and speculating. Because God always knows better and he sees things from a heavenly vantage point, which we only occasionally get to glimpse after the fact. And we discover this morning that God has always been and still is and forever will be in the business of providing for people when they cannot fully provide for themselves. So where are you anxious? Where do you perceive yourself to be lacking? To some extent, you are right to be nervous because you definitely need grace if you are to get through the challenges ahead. But God's grace is not a pipe dream, it is a fuel that gets us from point A to B every time in the easy moments when we usually miss it, and especially. In the times when we find ourselves to be between a rock and a hard place. And so this message is most likely for you. Amen.